Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's 10 p.m. and Pure Gold is live and on the air for this Tuesday night, April 19th, 2011. Hope you all had a good weekend. Folks, the NBA and NHL playoffs are underway, and both the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers are in it, so that can only mean one New York team is very happy, and that would be the New York Metropolitans because they reek. So for now, I think the Mets are happy that the Rangers and Knicks are still in the playoffs. So we'll get into that. Welcome once again to the show that covers sports life and everything in between. My name is Joe, Just Business Buccino, and as always, seated in his Spike Lee wannabe chair, my tag team partner and co-host. David Gomez, a.k.a. DG, a.k.a. Let's get the show on the road, sir. How are you, sir? Uh, <clears throat> well, I was doing great until you made that ridiculous uh, Spike Lee comment, but aside from that, I'm, uh, I'm doing good. What about you? I figured... I'm good. I figure you're just as fake as a Nick fan as Spike Lee is. That's why I mentioned it. <laughs> no, I think Spike Lee is a much more of a Nick fan than I am, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. It was good. Looking forward to tonight's show. Hopefully you got something good planned, because if not, then we are hosed. <laughs> I know you had a busy weekend. Do you want to tell the audience what you actually did over the weekend? Um, no, not really. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's good, because next year you'll be doing more of the same with me, I believe, on a cruise. Oh, so, of course. <laughs> I don't know, but with you, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Obviously. Before we get underway, though, DG, let's uh, give out some contact info and the poll question of the week, sir. Well, folks, um, the contact information, as always, our telephone number is 714-364-4721 if you'd like to be a part of our wonderful show. Um, our website, puregoldpg.com. Our poll question of last week was, um, who do you think will become the World Heavyweight Champion now that Edge is gone? Well, you're tired. And running away with it in the greatest landslide in the history of our polls, Christian with 97% of the vote. Alberto Del Rio was the only other guy who even got a vote. So it definitely shows that our fans are excited about uh, Christian, who now has a World Heavyweight title shot at Extreme Rules, which has already been made official. Um, you know, our fans are excited about that. So we are also excited that Christian will be getting his title shot at least. Hopefully he will get the job done. Um, aside from that, of course, you can check out our website to email us, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, anything else you'd like to follow. If you'd like to comment, please do so, people. And, of course, our poll question for this week would have to be Mets-related. Is the Mets season over already? You have three choices. Yes, no, and who cares? JB? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to be voting on the – can I vote no and who cares? <laughs> um, No, you can't, sir. Not <laughs> okay, you. Just one. Maybe, maybe just the audience one. can. <laughs> All right, DG. I mean, it's only best uh, or fitting that we start out with, you know, the teams that are actually in the playoffs. And, you know, since you don't know nothing about hockey, we might as well just talk about <laughs> basketball. <laughs> yeah, since, let's do that, sir. Yeah, I mean, you had, you know, a bunch of NBA playoffs start over the weekend. And the one that, you know, we're focusing on, because I'm a Celtic fan, you're a Knicks fan, is the, you know, the Celtics and Knicks, which the Celtics just won about 10 minutes ago. They won by three points. So they're up two games to none. And DG, um, I, I know that you have feelings that the series is over, but I, you know, I think that both games have been close. And you know, as a as a Celtic fan for many many years, uh, this team is just not as good as it was last year, or obviously the team that won it in 2008. Because uh, the the Knicks are a good team when they have like you know Amari Stoudemire and Carmelo Anthony on the court. But, you know, Amari Stoudemire missed the whole entire second half this uh, this game tonight, and the Knicks were still in it, all the way to about, like, about 11 seconds left when KG hit the winning shot. So, 
the the Celtics may get past the Knicks, DG, but I think the the Knicks are going to be good in a couple of years if they add another player or two. Uh, but the the Celtics, if they get past the Knicks, the, they're not going much further than that. It's it's the truth. They're going to be probably playing the Heat in the next round. And uh, are you at least proud of the performance that the Knicks have been giving you the last couple of games? Um, no, I honestly don't give a crap about the Knicks' performance. The Knicks have not won. That's all that matters. The truth is, I don't know what you're smoking, possibly uh, something from R.A. Dickey. I don't understand what you're on or what's wrong with you for you to even think, yeah, okay, the Knicks have lost the first two games by a combined five points. But the fact is, Joe, this continues to prove my point that I made to you off the year, the New York Knickerbockers cannot beat the Boston Celtics. That game on Sunday, the Knicks should have won it, but instead they blew it. They suck. I hate them. Pretty much, uh, you know, what is this, the fifth or sixth game this year that the Knicks have lost to the Celtics? Joe, the Knicks cannot beat this team. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Knicks cannot get the job done. They will not get the job done. It's frustrating to me as a Knicks fan because, you know what, they should have won Sunday. They could have won today, but they didn't, and they won't because they can't. Anything else, sir? Well, the the fact is that, you know, good teams like, the, you know, the Celtics have been a team pretty much without, you know, when they lost P- Perkins via trade uh, earlier this season, the team was actually a co- cohesive team for the last couple of years. And you need a good cohesive team to, you know, play as a team because you can't have your superstar do everything. And I think without Amar Stoudemire tonight, that hurt them. And the Celtics, you know, they have the experience in the playoffs. They know how to win. And, you know, it always comes down to the last couple minutes, and then the, the Celtics execute. The Knicks don't. And that's really the, the story of the first two games is that the Celtics have been executing in the last two minutes in the, of the game, and the Knicks just haven't. And um, I still think, DG, as I know that you're so down on them that I really think that the, the Knicks come back and actually take game three, and they actually oh, wow. win quite, they're going to win quite convincingly. They're probably going to win by 15 to 20 points. I see the <laughs> Celtics actually losing game three. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. The Knicks have not proven at any point this year that they're capable of beating the Knicks. You said that the the Celt- I'm sorry. The Knicks have not proven that they're capable of beating the Celtics. You said that um, you know they've been playing these games tough and blah blah blah. And without Stoudemire, they weren't. You know they couldn't get it done. They couldn't get it done with Stoudemire. They can't get it done with Stoudemire. This game, if it goes anything other than a four game sweep, which I which I hate to say it, but. The Knicks just can't beat the Celtics. They haven't proven it. I don't know what crack you're smoking or what, you know, you're shooting into your veins because <laughs> the truth of the matter is that the, the, Knicks haven't, the Knicks haven't beaten your team. So what in the world makes you think the Knicks can beat them? What makes you think that they're capable of beating the, the, your team? They're not. Enough, enough. Make us all sick. The Knicks can go to hell. All right? What do you think about that, sir? 15 to 20 points. You know what? You can stop it because the Knicks in no way, shape, or form will win by 15 points or 20 points. I don't care if they're playing on my PS3. The Knicks are not going to win because they can't win. You can't win. You know what? Adrian to Rocky, Rocky Four after Apollo Creek gets killed. This is me telling the Knicks, you can't win. Let's face it. Let's face it, Rock, enough's enough. But you do have to take into consideration that the Celtics are an old team. They probably I don't, don't give travel a well. Crap. <laughs> they don't the travel Celtics well. Are old. The Celtics keep winning, Joe. What in the world makes you think that the Knicks can beat the Celtics? Answer this question for me. Have the Knicks beaten the Celtics this year? No. No. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That is it. That's all that you need to know. This is not the 88 Mets and the Dodgers where the Mets dominated the Dodgers and then in the playoffs, bam, the Dodgers came alive and beat them. No, sir. No, sir. The Knicks well, are done. Get them the hell out. See ya. The game, is on, <laughs> the game is on Friday night, sir, and they will probably have Chauncey Bills back and they will have Amari back. So I don't see how you could just – you not, not even give the Knicks one game at home in front of the crowd that's going to get them pumped up. Uh, they're going to have, you know, they're going to have their full starters there. It's not like Chauncey Billups will not be playing. When they have Chauncey Billups, Carmelo Anthony, and Amar Steinmeier and two other guys on the court, the <laughs> Knicks are going to actually. <laughs> the, the Knicks are going to win Game Three, DG. I just, you just could lock it up. Yeah. Okay. You know, whatever. You're, you're full of it. That's that's all I know, sir. You are absolutely full of it. There's oh. no way. Know how the Knicks win a game in this series. If they do, you know what? 
I'll uh, eat my words. I'll stuff it. Whatever you want to do, but, you, but it doesn't matter because I'm right. You're wrong. Let's move will, on, will, sir. Will you walk? Will you walk the Wellington Bridge with your boxers? <laughs> yeah, I'll walk, I'll walk the Wellington Bridge in my boxers, in my dirty, <laughs> stained, brown-stained boxers. I will walk the Wellington Bridge, and you can take pictures of it, and we can put it on WFN.com. I mean, we could put it on PureGoldPG.com. Lock it up. All right, folks, so the Knicks and Celtics will resume their playoff series Friday night at 7 o'clock in Madison Square Garden. And uh, looking around the other NBA games that happened throughout uh, this weekend and, you know, even um, as of tonight, the the two games, the two series, DG, that really surprised me is that uh, game one of the San Antonio Spurs, the, the one seed in the West playing the eight seed, and the Grizzlies were able to win that game. Although Manu Ginobili wasn't there, they were able to win that Manu. game. So now they have... Yeah, now they have the home court advantage. And the other upset was obviously the two-time defending champions, the L.A. Fakers, were were beaten by the uh, New Orleans Hornets in Game 1, and they don't play until Game 2 until uh, tomorrow night. So they have like two days, uh, three days off before they actually play Game 2. But, D.G., um, you know, the Heat are up 2 nothing, the, uh, the Bulls are up 2 nothing. So all the favorites in the East are pretty much up 2-0. The Hawks and the Magic, you know, if the if the Magic win tonight, they'll be at 1-1. But the West looks like it's going to be a lot tougher than the East. Any thoughts at all about anything I just said? <laughs> well, actually, no, but let, let's get back to the Knicks and Celtics for a second. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'll ask you a question. What, what, all right, you think, all right, the Celtics are old. I'll give you that much, but what makes you think, what honestly makes you think, aside from your ridiculous notion that being in Madison Square Garden, that somehow this is, you know, that they're going to win just because of the crowd, what makes you think that the Knicks are, are going to beat the Celtics? First of all, second of all, what do you like that you've seen from the Boston Celtics? The things that I've liked about the Boston Celtics is that their defense is uh, what their, their defense has pretty much been the last couple of years. It's not as good, but it's still really good for the playoffs. I think that that's, that's important is that, you know, defense wins games, defense wins championships in the playoffs. So I do like that. I like the way that Rondo's playing. Um, he's not playing as he was last year, but he is playing a little bit better. He played a lot better uh, tonight than he did in game one. Uh, Ray Allen is still hitting clutch shots. I don't like yeah, I don't like Paul Pierce uh, currently. I don't think he's hitting his outside jumper like he's used to. And, you know, KG and Big Baby are just not doing a good job of rebounding because the Knicks have been out-rebounding the, the Celtics. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I know that they definitely have the advantage in the rebound category. And if you keep giving up offensive rebounds, DG, the Knicks are going to capitalize. I mean, you could say that Carmelo Anthony's scum. You could call him whatever. But the fact is he's a play, he, he's a playmaker, and, you know, he, all he needs is a, a healthy Amari on Friday night. And I'm telling you, the Knicks will win game three Friday night. They will. Well, you know what, sir? Um, the truth is that that shot that he took on, on Sunday where he yep. missed, it shows me exactly why the Knicks won't win. All he had to do, if he had taken one step forward, an inch or two, that ball would have gone in, the Knicks would have won, and then it would have been a huge upset. You would have been crying in your milk. You would have been boosting it up. You would have been getting, you know, you know what, with who knows who. would have been trouble. You probably wouldn't have been on the show tonight. But the fact is that, you know what, the Knicks – are they going to be good in a couple of years? I absolutely believe that they will be, but I just don't think they're going to get the job done this week, sir. I don't think they're going to get the job done at all. As far as all the other NBA games go, you know, it's a shame that the Heat are winning because you know how I feel about the Heat. I, I agree with yep. you wholeheartedly that the Heat are, are absolute scum. LeBron, I, I can't stand them. It's like that episode of Seinfeld, can't stand ya. That's a, how I feel about LeBron James, the biggest fake, phony slob that there is. Um, and, of course, the fakers, I mean – you can't really. Unfortunately, you can't pick against them. But man, I can't stand Kobe Bryant. All I want is for the Fakers to go down in the first round, get it done, get them the hell out. You know, get upset. I want to see some upsets. I want to see something. The uh, the West is definitely tougher than the East. I mean, it has been for years. Other than your your boys, the Celtics, who won in what was it 2008. You know, the yep. the Fakers have won the past couple of years. You have the Spurs with their dynasty, and you know what? The East just. Usually does not get the get the job done, sir. Uh, well, let, let's uh, let's get your prediction now. Who do you think is going to take it all this year? Well, I mean, can I uh, as a fan, I, I want to see a Lakers Celtics rematch, and I want to see the Celtics take back the title that they deserve. Let's watch that again. <laughs> but, but I was a betting man, and a gun to my head, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Bulls against the uh, Lakers. 
You gonna pick the Bulls and uh, Derrick Rose against them? Yeah, I think Derrick Rose is actually the best player in the NBA right now. I think he's better than Durant, Kobe Bryant, uh, better than LeBron James, better than Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, whoever else. I just think if you watched him play the last couple of games, he he takes over games. He could slice through a, uh, the whole team by himself. Doesn't need any help from his teammates. So I think Derrick Rose is becoming the best player in the NBA, and I think that if he doesn't win a title this year, he's going to win a title in the next couple of years. I'd say that Derrick Rose and the Bulls are going to the finals if I was to pick that with a gun to my head. But hopefully the Celtics will meet the Bulls in a epic Eastern Conference Finals where the Celtics take it in Game 7. But, you know, <laughs> Celtics, anytime they go long in the series nowadays worries me because um, if the Celtics go – if the Celtics go to six games with the Knicks or five, even five, I think that that's a little bit too much to ask for them to recover and then play the Heat. So the the, the Celtics have to be very efficient, very effective, and, and make sure they sweep the Knicks, get rid of them, but we'll see what that happens. Uh, DG, the Lakers, they did lose game one, which only tells me that they're going to win the next, like, 12 games in a row and get to the finals mm-hmm. because – <laughs> you know, when you, you piss off the you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, and and when you have the referees on your side, which we know that Kobe Bryant has the referees on his side, even though he might have called one of them and blankety blank blank that upset a bunch of people. But let's face it, Kobe Bryant gets all the calls. He's he thinks he's he thinks he's Michael Jordan and, and sometimes the referees think that he's Michael Jordan, but he's he never will be Michael Jordan, folks. You know, Kobe Bryant is just a glorified hog that chased see chased Shaquille uh, Shaquille O'Neal out of L.A., he wanted the team for himself. He cried like a beep, a little beep, beep, beep. And, you know, finally, the, the only time he actually won a title without Shaquille O'Neal is when they got, they raped, you know, who they raped? The Memphis Grizzlies for Paul Gasol. I think he was on the Grizzlies. Yeah. And once they got Gasol, it needed, he needed another year before he was actually good, and that's when they won in 2009. And that's only because KG was hurt, and they didn't have a healthy Celtic team to defend that title in 2008. So, the Lakers, you know, with Kobe. Didn't are, they win are last crap. year, sir? Yeah, they won last year too. But again, so he won two titles without Shaq, no? Right, but I'm just saying that you know he has the referees in his back pocket. He's a glorified hog. He's, you know, a, an alleged rapist, which I kind of believe. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> believe that. So you know, we're glad you but, believe it, sir. <laughs> so I mean, between I mean, like I said last week, if we ever see the Heat versus the Lakers in the finals, I don't know who to root for. I just want the, there to be, like, uh, no winner. You know, like, let's have a rematch next year. Or let's let's have a double DQ and just, you know, have the title up for next year because to have LeBron James potentially win a title or Kobe win a third title in a row, again, is just disgusting. Yeah, I, I agree with that, sir. Uh, speaking of disgusting, we have a caller on the line. Let me get to him before we move on. We yeah. have the one and only Kenny from uh, Florida. Kenny, how are you doing, sir? I'm I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? We're doing okay. good. We're doing good. What's on your mind this evening, sir? Was that a serious question? How am I doing? Were you were were you watching that basketball game? Actually, no. I was too busy. I was too busy taking a dump, sir. Well, well, that was more productive than watching that basketball game. Because you know, you know, you know, the, the game was so tense. I had to take my pants off. Okay, I, it was just it was just like too tense. I just I'm walking around in my boxers now, and I just had to you know drop the drop the jeans, and lo and behold they go and lose, and you know. Did you expect I, him to win, Kenny? I mean seriously, did you expect him to actually win? I want you, you know you as a fan, don't you want them to win? Of course, but do you did you expect them to win? Did you really think that after Sunday's debacle? I expected them to win. I expected you know with 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 the effort they had in game one. I was expecting them, you know, to put, you know, give that same effort, and you know, somehow pull it off. And they just cannot beat Boston. They just cannot beat the Celtics. And I am personally, truthfully, I am sick of the stupid leprechauns, the stupid four-leaf clover, the, the, the <laughs> fact that they're called the Celtics and not the Celtics because that's what they are, the Celtics. Let's let's get it right, okay? Uh, oh and, boy. And, uh, and you know, an amazing performance by by Melo. I mean, you, you got to give him that. I mean, it was you know, I mean, the last Nick to put that put up that many points was a was a number thirty three, uh, Patrick Ewing, and uh, you know, but you know, fell short again. And, but you know, 
We'll see. Kenny, we'll see. Kenny's, Kenny's yeah, off his medication tonight, folks. Joe, you have any comments on this, considering that you're a Celtics fan? I mean Celtics fan? Kenny, no, I, Celtics. Am a Celtic, <laughs> I am a Celtic fan. I just want like I mentioned to the uh, audience before, it's, it, you know, it comes down to execution. The Knicks don't have the, um, you know, they haven't been able to execute in the fourth quarter. They have been in both games. They should, you know, they could have won both games easily if they were able to execute in the last two minutes, but they weren't. Um, I think that, you know, Amari Steinmeier out in the fourth quarter of this game was, you know, big. I just think Carmelo can't do it all by himself. I think on Friday, Kenny, you'll be pleasantly surprised that the Knicks will actually win game three. Well, you know, from from your lips to God's ears, you know, let's hope that <laughs> let's hope that this happens. So, so I don't, you know, you know, punch a hole through uh, someone, you know. Yeah, you need you need to keep your pants on next time for the game, Cammy. Don't don't tell. Hey, 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 wait, 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 hold up. Keep, speaking of keeping pants off, uh, if oh. you're walking across the bridge in, in in your boxers, can I fire ice balls at you? Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, you, you fly up to New Jersey. And you can fire ice balls, burgers, whatever you want. The fact is that yeah, I'm not Craig Carton, and I will not be taking that bet. You know, you know, shades of that great snowball toss that a friend of ours tossed uh, one uh, day after school. Oh, of course, I don't know of if you course. remember that one. Yeah, well, how can I forget? <laughs> Kenny, I, I have a question for you, sir. Um, yes, sir. How is Sid Rosenberg doing? He's doing wonderful. Today was his birthday, and, of course, he wasn't on uh, on the air today. But he's doing he's doing great, actually. <laughs> of course. Kenny, uh, any final thoughts before we hang up on you, uh, like we always do? Uh, <laughs> do? Do I need to summarize what I've already said? I'm angry. Oh, <laughs> oh, let's see. Let's Hold up. Let's check the baseball scores. Uh, Mets won. Uh, Astros. Wh- wh- where is this? Where is this? Oh, my God. Did the Mets lose 6-1 to the lowly Astros? Well, the, the, the Mets team, are now one of the, the worst teams team? in baseball, officially. Yeah, how can you be? How can you lose to the Houston Astros? They don't even. But, they don't even have nine. They have all, all the positions, man. They have like six players. The New York Mets, sir. <laughs> There's no oh, other way. Okay. The New York Mets. Yeah. You lose to everybody. Yeah, that makes sense. But Kenny, as always, a pleasure. Yours, of course. Remember to always call into Pure Gold. And uh, unfortunately, my Mets, our Mets, lost to your Braves this weekend. So you know what. Oh, they're not your my former Braves, team, man. the come Braves. On, come on, they're not your, my Braves. Your former can, team, can I forget. That? that was that was 15 years ago, and it was, I was just a disturbed little man. Okay. Any child. thoughts on the uh, any thoughts on the on your new newly acquired uh, Boston Red Sox? Um, uh, I, I, three in a row, I guess. Eh? Not bad. That's always good. <laughs> Kenny, yeah. Yeah, as, always all, a as long as they beat the Yankees, all right. That's all that matters, sir. You have a good one, and, and as always, you can call in again so that we can uh, take your call. Okay, I'll call in 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> all right, take care. <laughs> Kenny, uh, sounds like he's had some, some liquor in his system. JB, any uh, any thoughts, on, any further thoughts on Kenny or the NBA or anything going on in this wonderful show this evening, sir? It, it is interesting to hear a Knicks perspective, another Knicks fan's perspective, but to be dropping pants on the, on a basketball game <laughs> and in round one of the playoffs, I mean, you don't drop your pants until maybe the finals in Game Seven or something, you know. Well, uh, Kenny is a Kenny's a special case, sir. There's no no ifs ands or buts about that. He's definitely special, sir. <laughs> I think Kenny's calling my personal cell phone. I got, I got to change my number. So uh, moving oh, on, uh, JB. Anything else going on in the uh, the world of uh, basketball before we move on to our next wonderful topic? No, I mean, it, the first round is always, I mean, the whole entire playoffs is, takes about two months to complete. So the first round, they try <laughs> to spread it out as much as possible. So, you know, there's other, you know, Orlando just beat the um, the Hawks. So that series is tied at one, but everything else is 2-0 in the East. And, you know, we have some more games in the West tonight, uh, one more game in the West going on right now. But uh, we'll see. It's it's early. So, you know, Lakers down 1-0 doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, that, that's true, sir. Um what about the NHL? I know you. I know you're a huge uh, hockey fan. I mean, that's all you ever talk about off the air. You have anything? I mean, I have nothing to contribute, of course, when it comes to that. But do you have anything you'd like to share? Nothing really to share. I mean, the 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 one team that I I have been paying attention to because, you know, since the Devils or the Islanders are not in it, I am definitely paying attention to the Rangers and making sure they get eliminated as fast as possible because that's one of the the top four teams that I loathe in all sports. So. 
getting the Ranger out, Rangers out as fast as possible is always a big thing for me. But, you know, the playoffs is, you know, it's the first round as well for the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, these playoffs take forever as well. Uh, the one interesting note, DG, I don't know if you heard it, but the Washington Capitals coach, uh, his name is Boudreaux, made a comment saying that the Madison Square Garden is not all it's cracked up to be. He said that the locker room is small, there's not much to do, it's a crappy stadium. He basically ripped MSG. I don't even know if he knew that he has to play one more game in Madison Square Garden tomorrow night, but the fans should be really on tomorrow night, DG. I don't know if you heard any of those comments. I actually did. I was listening to the fan, uh, WFAN, of course, our favorite station that we always listen to and steal all of our material from. Um, you know, they were talking about hockey, and Joe and Evan were saying how, Evan, who's a friend of the program, of course, he was talking about how uh, hockey fans are the best fans in sports or whatever the case is. Uh, what, what do you think about that, sir? What do you think about that, Phil? The, the, the Ranger fans? Well, uh, hockey fans in general. He was saying that hockey fans are the best fans in sports. Him and Joe, Joe, Joe B., the the real Joe B, not you. They were yeah. saying that uh, the hockey fans are, you know, that's where it's at, and yada yada yada, some other garbage. Uh, I I don't really believe that. I, I always feel like football fans are the most passionate fans. They brave the the conditions, you know, week in and week out. I just think those those are the true fans. Hockey. The only thing I want to say about hockey, DG, is that of all the four major sports, I I still think that the Stanley Cup is the best trophy. I love the idea that your name gets inscribed on it. The whole team gets their name inscribed on it. And then only not only that, in the off season when you do win the Stanley Cup, every single player, every single person in the organization pretty much gets a day with the Stanley Cup so you could do whatever you want with it. Uh, but, you know, let's not <laughs> what, get dirty thoughts here. What would here, you but do it, with the Stanley Cup, sir, if you had it? What, what exactly? That sounds kind of uh, perverted. <laughs> what would you do with the Stanley Cup? Uh, I'd probably charge like $10 to take a picture with it. I'd probably pour some champagne, drink a little champagne out of it. You know, sleep with it next to my wife, you know, all the good some, stuff. Some gin and juice? You have a little gin and juice with it? I got some gin. I got some juice. <laughs> That's always a plus there. Um, I, I, you know, I I feel bad because, like, I just don't care about hockey. But then again, I, I'm, I am Hispanic, so most Hispanics are not big hockey fans. Do you, um, least, do, you, do you at least admit that the Stanley Cup is the best of the four trophies? As far as the actual trophy itself, yeah, I definitely yeah. think it's the best of trophies. I love the fact that, you know, you get the team gets their name inscribed on it, and you're basically just kind of like holding on to it until uh, the next time, you know, the next team gets it. I, I just think it's it's just a cool idea. You know, you got the whole Lord Stanley's Cup and all that other crap that they have. <laughs> so I definitely, I definitely like that, sir. Yeah, I mean... It's almost like, you know, a, a championship belt where you, you hold it until you lose it, and then, you know, it's taken away from you. So, like, the Chicago Blackhawks, unfortunately, are down three games to one in their series, their first series, uh, against the Vancouver Canucks, so one more game and they're out. But, you know, like I said, it's like a championship belt where you guys keep it, and then when you lose it, it goes back to, you know, whoever does win it, and then they hold it, and then they have to return it if they don't defend it. So that's the cool aspect of it, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely understand that, sir. I think that uh, what they should do instead of uh, the Stanley Cup and any major sport, they should just give out title belts. Like, they should make their own customized WWE belts, and then, you know, whoever is the captain, you know, have his name inscribed on it, have the team, the year, everything. And then, of course, the next year you just uh, pass it on to the next person. I think that would be uh, very interesting, sir. Yeah, if Aaron Rodgers likes championship belts and the, the Detroit Pistons like championship belts, I, I just think that a lot more people... And the Blackhawks. Are, don't forget about the Blackhawks. And, and the Blackhawks. I mean, they're just uh, closet wrestling fans and just love championship belts like me. <laughs> of course. Yeah, well, I'm sure that they didn't scam anybody out of uh, any money for those championship belts. But I uh, I digress, sir. Um, any any closing thoughts here before we... Uh, it's almost 10.30, so we're about to get into Todd and his terrific, terrible take. Uh, you have anything else before we move on, sir? No, that's that's about it. I mean, we have another show tomorrow night, another back-to-back in the belly-to-belly pure gold, so we'll save some of that NHL, NBA talk for tomorrow night, too. Of course, that's always a, always a plus when we can have pure gold twice a week. You know, I mean, two days in a row. It's interesting because uh, this is the second week in a row where we do this, and hopefully you know, it'll be the last week. I'm not sure about you, but I kind of like the uh, Tuesday, Thursday, where we've got the one day in between so that we can uh, – you know, get our, our stuff straight and get our stuff situated. But I, I, I love the back-to-back and the belly-to-belly, as it were, <laughs> because, uh, you know, you get an A-bomb from A-Rod and you get all, you know, Georgie juiced one and uh, send a text message to Mark Teixeira and all that other crap that John Sterling always says. So it's nice to have uh, 
two shows in a row, if only because it's a change of pace. And, of course, next week we'll be back to our Tuesday, Thursday, regularly scheduled broadcasting time. (laughs) Folks, it's 1030. It's time for the Sports Update and Todd's Take, brought to you by one of our loyal listeners, folks, tonight. That's right, Tenacious T presents this next ad, which is a live performance from the international recording artist Ari Hest on Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m. at the Bergen County Academies, which is at 200 Hackensack Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey. Tickets can be purchased online at musicinspireshealth.eventbrite.com. And, folks, if you buy your tickets online, it's $5 for students, $7 for adults. And if you choose to buy your tickets at the door, it's $10. So, folks, without further ado, it is now time for the sports update. Todd, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. I'd just like to say to uh, to start that in all of the stressful Jets games that we watched last season, I never once even considered dropping my pants. <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's start off the uh, the sports update with just a little nugget and uh, a little news for you, J.D. Yeah. Rangers still in the playoffs. Isles not in the playoffs. Thanks. Speaking of the NHL playoffs, <laughs> uh, Chicago is leaving Vancouver six to one with uh, less than like ten minutes to play in the third quarter. So I think that that one's pretty much done. Or third period, I should say, not third quarter. Cool. Uh, San Jose and the Kings are about to face off any minute now, and that's pretty much it for the NHL tonight and the NBA. Like you guys were saying, Boston has beaten the New York Knicks once again, 96 to 93. Uh, the Orlando Magic over the over the Atlanta Hawks, 80, 88 to 80, and Portland and Dallas. Uh, they have about Portland is leading with about seven minutes to play in the second, and then lots and lots of baseball action as always. Yes, it's true. The Astros did beat the Mets six to one. The Orioles beat the Twins 11 to nothing. What a Shellacking that was. The uh, the Blue Jays are about to close out the Rays five to three. The Brewers over the Phillies nine to nothing. Another shellacking. Uh, Angels are beating the Rangers nine to one in the seventh. The Diamondbacks are leading the Reds five to four, or beat the Reds five to four, I should say. The Indians are losing to the Royals in the eighth inning five to three. Giants over the Rockies four to one late in the sixth. The Red Sox are losing to the A's 1-0 in the first inning. The Braves and Dodgers are tied at 0-0 in the first. The Tigers and Mariners are also 0-0 in the first. The Marlins have beaten the Pirates. There's a big surprise, 6-0. And the White Sox have lost to the Rays 2-1. The Nats and the Cards are delayed, and the Padres and Cubbies have been postponed. J.B.? Thank you, sir, for that sports update, for those scores. And now it's also time for Todd's take. So, Todd, sir, take it away. I have to say I rushed tonight to get this, uh, to get on the radio tonight because uh, I've owned my home for 12 years, right? And uh, for 12 years this house has been a constant construction zone, and I'm sure you've heard me talk about it in the past, J.B. So, now, in the past 12 years I've managed to put on uh, a new roof, new windows, doors, new storm doors, new ductwork, new furnace, new front porch, teak and mahogany, of course, because the wife wouldn't have anything else, uh, new more powerful breakers so that I can put in um, central air conditionings at some point in time when I've got <laughs> $4,000 burning a hole in my pocket, uh, a new fridge, new cooktop, new oven, new dishwasher, new sink, new butcher block for the island, new toilet, new shower hardware, new drywall, new ceiling fans, new light fixtures, and so on, and so on, and so on. All this goes on and on. Let me tell you all out there that are saving to buy your first home or are in your starter home, quote-unquote starter home right now, and you can't wait until you buy that home that you're going to spend the rest of your life in. To every woman who wants an old house like a a Victorian from the 1800s like, like I own, don't be swayed. Don't be pressured. Guys, Unless she's got a nice fat dowry to pay for it all, or if you're foolish enough to enjoy renovating a home built before the invention of the level, I strongly advise against it. It's a ridiculous amount of work. It's one project constantly hinging on another. Right? 
I want new furniture for my living room. When I sit down to watch the Jets, when I sit down to watch the Mets, I want to sit on something that's comfortable for the first time since I've owned this house. And I'm, getting t- I'm really tired of my furniture, and I really want new furniture. But I can't have it until the floors are done. I can't redo the floors until the walls are repainted. But I can't repaint the walls until the ceiling drywall is finished. I'm telling you, just buy something new, guys. Right? Unless you enjoy having all your spare time taken. I'm Todd Johnstone. Jimmy? Thanks, TJ. And uh, I am in my starter home, my last home, my never moving out of this home ever again. And I know that DG never wanted to get a home, so homie, mm-hmm. don't play that. Homie, don't play that. <laughs> I tell you, wow. it's, just, it's constant work. It's just never-ending work. And it'll yeah. never be done. <sighs> <sighs> that's that's wonderful. Todd, uh, as always, a pleasure, sir. Yours, of course. Thank you for uh, your take. Um, have a wonderful evening. Folks, Good night, as we... As we as we move on from that take, I don't know what this. I don't even know what to say about that take. But as we move on from that, sir, let's get into some raw. Uh, we're yes, gonna do a little recap, as it were. JB, would you like to uh, start us off with that? Well, I, I caught most of raw. Unfortunately, I did pass out pretty much when there was a couple segments that I know that you filled me in because I, you know, I didn't know about Marson becoming uh, getting into the main event at Extreme Rules, but. Uh, Raw was wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, yeah. wait, what did you watch? That was the beginning of the show, sir. What the hell did you watch? <laughs> um, well, I was putting my daughter to sleep at the time, and I caught up pretty much after that. But, you know, let's just face it. Raw wasn't live, so I wasn't really into it. <laughs> okay. That's, that's uh, brutally honest there. Um, aside from that, what did you <laughs> – the little bit that you did watch, what did you think? I, I thought that the whole segment with R-Truth – you know, coming out and, like, you know, playing the role of maybe going heel or not going heel and then smoking a cigarette and smoking John Morrison. I thought that was just weird. I I, I didn't really understand it. I mean, R-Truth and, and the main event itself doesn't make any sense, but then to do all this, DG, just to get Morrison into the main event, it's just pretty bad. I mean, I don't know if he's well-liked in England. Maybe this is why they did all this stuff. But I guess smoking inside... A, an arena is really a heel thing to do nowadays in England because the fans were dead. The, the, fans, the fans were dead as a doornail, and you know I don't think they should ever go back to that stadium ever again. <laughs> well, sir, um, to save us from this train wreck of a segment, let me give you some notes that I took. Um, uh, so the show itself—I'm going to ignore everything you just said. The show itself started out with probably the dumbest opening I've ever seen in all my years of watching wrestling. Um, we know that Morrison is, is not that great on the microphone, but he came out with the, the wackiest, strangest reason ever to challenge somebody to a match. Uh, you talked about the cigarettes and the drinking and stuff. Uh, he said that Archus was out of gas, basically, in his match, and he was drinking water, and he was tired, and who gives a crap? Truth went, there's no doubt about this, sir, Truth went full on heel at the end of the match when he beat up Morrison. You know, there was a point, I don't know if, I don't know if you saw it, or I don't know if you're just, you know, Lying to our fans, but they look, it looked like there was a point where Truth was going to kiss John Morrison on the lips because he was like caressing his hair and holding him and telling him he was sorry and stuff. And then he kind of hugged him and did this whole thing. It was a long, drawn out snooze fest. And I mean, I like Morrison, he's a good wrestler. Our Truth, you know, he's he's all right, he does what he you know, what he gets paid for. But when he was, you know, this whole the typical WWE logic where where the guy who has the advantage, and we used to joke about this with Cena and, and Orton, yeah, I'm the better man than you, but you beat me 15 matches in a row. You're right. Here, let's have a title match. Basically, <clears throat> that's what happened here. Typical WWE logic where the guy who has the advantage accepts a match for a title shot. When he has a title shot, he puts up his title shot for absolutely no reason, and then he loses. Um, you know, it's a good change of pace for truth because I think that he needed to go heel and I think that the right guy got into the match from a fan's perspective, but it was, JB, it was so poorly executed. <clears throat> I mean, John Morrison, like I said, is terrible on the mic. Their conversation was like two dudes smoking cigarettes or weed or I don't know what. There was just no life to it, nothing going on. I spoke to Justin Labar today, and he, he agreed with me on that point. It was very awkward and very disjointed. And Morrison really, he should go to uh, Chair Shot Reality and get a Chair Shot, because that man needs to work on his mic skills, sir. 
Yeah. Well, the thing that I want to mention to the audience is that you know I I actually wasn't dreaming and I wasn't sleeping because I that that I thought was my nightmare that I was having, but I was actually watching all of them. I mean, that actually happened. I mean, I thought I was actually dreaming all that stuff. My favorite part, my favorite part of that whole horrible segment was when he is asking for a cigarette, and then yeah. he gets a cigarette and he starts smoking it right, and the fans are chanting. That's illegal. I've never heard that chant in my life in any arena. <laughs> so the fans weren't completely dead for that segment. But then when he's drinking the when when I read the I read the spoilers online first, then I watched it. When they said he was drinking, I'm thinking like he's drinking like alcohol. The guy's drinking yeah. water and he's getting ragged on because he, he had some water in the middle of a, of like three consecutive matches. I I don't know who thought this was a good idea. I don't know who writes this crap, but it was so terrible. It doesn't even make sense. I mean. Truth was so excited about smoking that cigarette. It looked like he was smoking weed or crack because he looked high as a kite when he took that puff of cigarette. And then, you know, that puff of the cigarette, he flicked it at Morrison. I think he flicked it at his crotch. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but if you go back and watch the tape, I think more, uh, Truth missed half of Morrison and it ended up like in his, uh, the nether regions. But, man, JB, I don't know who who thought this was good. I guess the idea was to turn Truth heel, and I guess losing your title shot makes you heel. But, uh, you know, you can go heel after that. But what they should have done is had Morrison win last week, had him beat Truth, and then have Truth go heel. Because this whole, you know, putting up your title match thing, it, it doesn't even make sense there. It really doesn't. And the fact that John Morrison didn't win last week just to earn his way into that title match makes no sense just to have him in a week later because he beats R-Truth for that title match. I mean, you could have – you. I mean, if if anything, you could have had John Morrison – uh, not be in the title match and just fight someone else, but you could have also had our truth at Extreme Rules just basically turn on John Cena and cost him the, the match and have Miz retain that way too, you know, DG. So they could have went a bunch of different ways. This is probably the worst way they could have turned our truth heel because to <laughs> me it, the segment was so bad. And you're right. Uh, we always talk about how we fancy book and you know we understand that there's politics behind it, but it makes no sense for that whole segment. And to to do it the way they did in England to me was just garbage. And you wonder how much money these these monkey writers get paid, and and how Vince actually decides that yeah this is a good idea. I I you know at least next week DG we have our favorite one of our favorite segments, and I'll let you introduce it. So you know what's next Monday, sir? Oh, well, are you talking about Piper's Pit? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Piper's Pit. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about the uh, the NBA. I was going to say the NBA draft. The NFL draft is actually next week, but so is um, the the WWE draft. Now, it was supposed to be in June, apparently, because Vince never knows when he wants to hold the draft. So it's just right. arbitrarily thrown out there, different weeks, different times of the year. There's never been any set time, usually in April. And, and honestly, the best time to have it would have to be uh, in April, right after WrestleMania, or should I say soap opera, action soap opera mania. Um, but... I'd like to know who's going to switch, who's going to change. I know this has to be, in part, a panic move because of what happened to Edge. Hopefully Christian still does get the title at, uh, at the Elimination Chamber. I mean, uh, Extreme Rules, I'm sorry. Um, and I, I'd like to know who is going to switch and who's going to move on back and forth, or back to back and belly to belly. But before we move on, sir, we actually have a caller joining us tonight. And uh, this is a uh, first time in a long time. We have uh, Shannon joining us online. Shannon, how are you doing, ma'am? Good, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, what is on your mind this evening? Well, I called in pretty at the same time, but I just want to know what you guys thought, who was going where, and who was going to stay on Raw. JB, you want to feel that one? Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense for me to, that Randy Orton gets off my TV and goes on to SmackDown and, and saves that show because, you know, we, we can't stand Randy Orton. I don't know how you feel about that, Shannon, but I think Randy Orton needs to go. He's got no role on Raw. And potentially sending somebody like that could actually help, you know, save SmackDown because of the sudden loss of Edge. What do you think, Shannon? Um, I mean, I'm a fan of Orton, so I like him overall. Oh, please. But... Click. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was kind of thinking, like, DiBiase or even Ryder could go over, and then that gives them more airtime than they would be getting on Raw. Well, I don't even think that Zack Ryder gets on the air. As a matter of fact, I read on uh, Twitter with Joey Styles that, and I'm not sure if you saw this, JB, or even you, uh, Shannon, that 
they were they were confiscating Zack Ryder signs at the arena because Ryder has this uh, YouTube channel that he does, and it's actually pretty funny. The the whole Broski yeah. over the it's a little over the top, but it's kind of funny. And he does his thing, and uh, you know, I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with Zack Ryder. Probably fire him, and he'll end up as the TNA World Champion in like two months. But aside from that, uh, Ted DiBiase. I mean, I like Ted. Don't get me wrong; he has talent, but man, he has been an absolute waste of space. And I don't know what he's doing or where he's going or, or what the plan is with him, but they need to do something to shake up his character. That's why I thought moving him to SmackDown. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, that's good. I mean, moving him to SmackDown would be a good thing, but it's got it's got to be something a little bit more a little bit more major than that. Now, I know that it's a panic move, like I said. Do you do you think? Though, let me ask you this: You think that Christian is going to win the the title at the Extreme Rules? Uh yeah, I do actually. <laughs> that's always good. So uh, you, I, I take that's, your. That's, I, I take you're not a big fan so. of uh, Alberto del Rio. No, not at all. <laughs> so, I don't know, but I kind of would like to see. I don't know. I think Cody Rhodes should say on SmackDown because I think he would have. I, I can see him in the future being in the having a title shot and whatnot. So. Uh, that's I true, man. I, I, I could see that at some point. JB, you have any anything you'd like to ask Shannon before we uh, before we let her go? Yeah, Shannon, do you watch SmackDown? Yeah, I do occasionally, oh, not do. all yeah. the time. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I only watched it this past uh, this past week when I saw. I just wanted to see Edge's goodbye because you know SmackDown's his show, and I thought his goodbye was really good. Yeah. Uh, but the fact is that SmackDown needs some main event talent. So Raw is kind of heavy on the main event talent. So they do need to ship a couple, maybe one or two, maybe even three guys over there because or you know, or five. Or four, so or four <laughs> or five. I, I mean, I don't think I don't think John Cena is ever going there because he, you know, they want him on the A show. But you know, SmackDown really needs some main event talent over there to challenge with against you know with Christian and Albert Del Rio. Uh, since you know, I'm going to break the spoiler to you. I don't know if you know this, Shannon, but um, Big Show and Kane actually won the tag team titles this uh, just tonight. Oh, I didn't. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Shannon, let me ask you a question before uh, you know before we let you go again for the second time. What uh, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, I believe. JB was talking about women in wrestling, and oh, last week how they get involved. Well, what made you a fan of wrestling? Were you like a lifelong fan, or did you get into it because uh, you know a significant other likes likes the uh, action soap opera that is uh, wrestling? Um, yeah, actually, uh, once I started dating my boyfriend, I absolutely hated wrestling, and I said it was garbage, and I would never watch it, and then I started <laughs> watching it, and now I love it, so <laughs> I really put my foot in my mouth on that one. <laughs> well, you definitely did on that, but, you know, we appreciate you calling in, and, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll smarten up and stop watching wrestling like we need to do, because it's been a train wreck lately, hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll get the ship righted, but Shannon, we thank you for your call, uh, you take care, and, you know, hopefully we'll hear back from you soon. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Shannon. All right, now was Shannon, one of our biggest uh, fans out there in the uh, the world of Twitter. Huge fan of the show. Big time, big time Pure Gold supporter. Uh, but moving on from from that, you know, we're talking about the draft. There has to be somebody, some something, good, bad, or ugly, definitely has to happen. And uh, hopefully, Christian will stay on SmackDown, win the title. I'd like to see Oren go just to get him off my television set, but I hate the fact that he might go, JB, because that may mean that they're going to put the title on him and, you know, Christian's not going to get pushed like he really deserves to get pushed. Yeah, that's a good point because Randy Orton, you know, the, like the little baby he is, will demand the title shot, will want the title, and want to carry the show because, you know, all the people like him backstage. I, I still think we live in this weird universe where me and you and maybe Pyro and the Rick are the only ones that actually hate Randy Orton because... Everyone just loves the guy, but, you know, I think he's a complete douche, to be honest with you. And uh, <laughs> He's a real douche. And I don't know and, what and Shannon the, is smoking, sir. Yeah, me either. I really but don't. The fact, that, the fact that the draft is next week without any advertisement, usually they, they pump you up for a couple weeks. It's definitely a panic move, DG. Vince wants to get this draft done ASAP. I'm surprised they didn't wait another week. It's already, like, you know, they, they announced it on Monday, and it's only a week away, so I think it's going to be a panic move, uh, and I think it's uh, I think it's a move that they need to do, but they need to make some big changes. I don't, I don't want to just see one or two guys switch shows. I mean, to me, that makes no sense to even, why even have a drift if you're just going to switch a couple guys over? You just need to really revamp everything. If you want to make SmackDown a legit show, you send a lot of Raw 
uh, Raw guys over there, and you ship a lot of SmackDown guys over to Raw. Um, let me ask you this, sir. What do you think about somebody like Sheamus going to uh, to SmackDown and possibly either going face or just helping carry that show? Because we know Sheamus is main event talent. Although I don't want my wife to hear this, Sheamus definitely is main event talent, and we, you know, we're both fans of his. Do you think there's any possibility of that? Yeah, I mean, I was discussing that possibly last week. I think Sheamus um, has no role. I mean, he for some reason they they chose Sincata to uh, come out and debut against, you know, and just uh, do a couple spot moves against Sheamus a couple weeks ago. But to me, it makes no sense to have those guys feuding. And I think Sheamus would be actually excel really well on SmackDown. Um, so I definitely think he could be a possibility heading over to SmackDown. Yeah, I, w- I would actually love it if uh, he went to SmackDown. And, you know, maybe even someone like Daniel Bryan, who probably should be on a more wrestling-focused uh, show, as opposed to Raw, which is more entertainment or lack thereof. So hopefully, you know, they'll have a couple of moves in, in that regard. We'll have uh, Sheamus go over, maybe uh, Daniel Bryan, and they can, you know, feud over there or, or do something big. I think Singara should also be on uh, SmackDown because they can edit the botch fest that he is. I mean, he's a, he's obviously got talent. I don't know if he's nervous or what's going on, but he's definitely made quite a few mistakes in his, uh, you know, in his execution so far, sir. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I mean, I don't know if there's a rule that uh, sometimes they have the rule, sometimes they don't with these drafts. Like the champion can't go, get drafted, but you know, it'd be interesting if they decide to put the Miz on on SmackDown, DG, and have him carry that show for a year, and then bring over the the champion of um, you know the World Heavyweight Champion over to Raw. I really think though, sir, that they, if they want to push Miz, they need to keep him on on Raw. Moving him to SmackDown would be good. In a sense, but at the same time, like he's more of an entertaining guy than a wrestler per se, so or a sports entertainer. So I think he should stay on Raw. Um, let me see who else. I'd love to see a guy like Kofi Kingston, excuse me, come back to Raw, maybe to uh, get a push again, maybe to fight, you know, some of the top dogs because he's getting lost over in SmackDown. Um, Kane will probably get drafted back to Raw because Kane switches shows all the time. A back-to-back and a belly-to-belly. I think he switched in every single draft that they've ever had. And, of course, after the draft, there's going to be a lot of minor talent being fired. So I guess we'll see where that goes, sir. Yeah. Other than the draft coming up, DG, did you get to see the segment with uh, Edge and his goodbye on SmackDown? I did. I saw it uh, yesterday, and it was really good. You know, the, the video package was good. I mean, one thing, you know, the WWE has always been great at video packages. I actually, uh, I bought the, this is kind of a nugget, but I bought the WWE All-Stars game, or my wife bought it for me, and I was playing it, and they set up these uh, fantasy warfare matches, like you have The Miz against uh, Mr. Perfect, and you have Hulk Hogan against John Cena, and the Ultimate Warrior against the Celtic Warrior and Sheamus, and I tell you, JB, these video packages are top-notch. They make it seem as if these matches are really going to happen, and they even have the guy who does all their video packaging, you know, the, the... he does the the voiceovers. The same guy does these voiceovers, and they're amazing. But the WWE has always been great at that, and what they put on for Edge, I mean, even acknowledging the brood and all that stuff, it was good stuff. It, it's a shame, again, as a fan, to see him leave, but it opens up the opportunity for other people, and I'm hoping that Christian finally gets his push and gets a couple of world title reigns out of this. But, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes, sir. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like you said, too, the video package was really good for Edge. I thought him having his mom there, and having Albany be his like last uh, spot where he could announce that he, you know, he's saying goodbye was pretty cool because that's where he, he won his uh, first WWE title against John Cena when he cashed in his Money in the Bank match. So the whole the whole thing was done really well. We'll definitely miss Edge and Copeland, uh, the entertainer, the wrestler. But you know he's doing what's best for him, obviously, and we wish him the best. And hopefully Christian is able to carry that torch that Edge has been for the past year or so as the World Heavyweight Champion, because I think he can carry the show definitely more than an Albert Del Rio can. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I agree with that, sir. I mean, Del Rio has talent, I believe, and, you know, again, you think that it flip-flop, but I do think that he has the talent to carry a show, but not yet. That's just me personally. Um, but aside from that, sir, you know, the package was good, and Edge is a, a consummate performer, a consummate professional, and, uh, you know, we, we of course, we wish him nothing but the best. Adam Copeland, you know, who's a, a great man who steals girlfriends and all kinds of things. And apparently everybody thinks he's the greatest guy walking on earth. I mean, I don't know I don't know what that's all about. But 
you know, I mean, he 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 definitely has a good life ahead of him playing uh, left field for the Washington Nationals. So aside from that, sir, um, one more note on Smack uh, Raw that I wanted to throw out there. You did mention the SmackDown note, the spoiler that Big Show and Kane won the tag team titles. That probably just means that Justin Gabriel, aka Ricky Martin, and Heath uh, Slater, the one man scumhole, will be winning the titles for like a fourth, fifth, and sixth time. But aside from that, um, you know, Raw, Raw was an interesting show, not as good as it has been lately. The whole Michael Cole thing, I mean, that, that, that sir, that's got to go. Can you please tell me, can you please promise me that this is going to be done by the time, uh, you know, Extreme Rules is over, we won't have to see Michael Cole's stupid face on Raw? Because the truth is, when he announces with Lawler and JR, it doesn't even make sense. He sounds normal, he sounds like a good announcer until he starts ripping them, and then it's like this... He's unbiased, and then all of a sudden he, he comes out with these weird thoughts, and then, I mean, this whole feud is horrible. It was terribly executed. It's gone on two months too long, and they need to end this, sir. Please tell me that this is going to be over Extreme Rules. I'm hoping that Extreme Rules, yes, it will be over, because if this continues, I, I don't know how you cannot mute your TV and just watch Raw without the volume, because you're right, it's unbearable. And I, I even thought that a good thing was to draft him over to SmackDown, only to come to find out that he actually caused SmackDown matches as well. So he's on both shows. It's a, a yeah. double whammy. It's funny because, you know, I, I know because I, I guess I read a little bit more about wrestling than you do, but it's interesting that, <laughs> that you didn't know that Cole was on SmackDown. When you texted me the other day, I was like, uh, yeah, man, he's on SmackDown, unfortunately. <laughs> he's terrible. You know, and the thing is, he's good in his character. He really should be a, a heel a heel um, manager and not uh, an actual announcer. That whole knighting him thing. I don't know who writes this stuff or who thinks it's a good idea, but, man, it's just it just makes for bad, uninteresting television. And we as fans hate him, and I get that that's his job, but you know what? They need to get him the hell out. Make him a manager. Get him out of the announce booth. Bring back JR, and that's it. Moving on from that. Uh, one more note that I wanted to throw out there. I don't know if you saw Dolph Ziggler fighting uh, Evan Bourne, sir. <laughs> You're going to talk about his new hairdo? Yeah, I mean... I'm weird when it comes to this. Like I, I'm, I'm big on you know the outfits and stuff. And the guy, you know, if the guy goes heel, he should completely repackage himself. New music, new outfit, new everything. He shouldn't look the same and have the same music and then just be a bad guy. But in Dolph Ziggler's case, that short haircut, the the uh, brunette, whatever, it doesn't make sense. He had that unique bleach blonde long hair thing going, and now all of a sudden he looks like just some random wrestling jobber jabroni. You know, probably looks kind of like uh, the Brooklyn Brawler. You know, whereas he had that that unique look before. Any thoughts on why you think they would go that route when, uh, you know, Ziggler had such a unique look before, sir? Yeah, I don't know why they do this now. I'll be honest with you. When he first came out uh, a couple years ago, I thought he was Billy Gunn. So I always refer to him as the cheap, <laughs> the cheap-ass Billy Gunn wannabe because he looked like <laughs> Billy Gunn to me. <laughs> he really did. And now he's going to change his... <laughs> What? <laughs> what are you going to say? Wait, what is he? Instead of the B.A. Billy Gun, he's a what? He's a cheap-ass Billy Gun. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, he was uh, He was pretty much a uh, uh, poor man's Billy Gun, but I don't get it, sir. I really don't understand why they would uh, they would go this route. Yeah, me either. I mean, the fact that he, he ended up on, on Raw after he was on SmackDown for so long, and Vicky Guerrero now is on Raw, to me just makes no sense. So the fact that if he does get drafted to Raw, it's like he's already on Raw. And if he gets drafted back to SmackDown, it's like, all right, weren't you just there a couple months ago? So I don't understand the whole haircut persona. He's still a heel, so he's not face. So all he did was cut his hair, and apparently Vicky says it's more professional this way. I don't get oh, yeah. it. It's just, another, it's just another dumb segment, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree with that, sir. But uh, anything else? To, do you have any nuggets for us, sir, before we uh, we close out the show? Well, just two wrestling things is that, you know, WWE is going to try to get their ratings up again. But, you know, next Monday is the uh, the draft, and then the following Monday apparently is The Rock's birthday, so he'll end up being on Raw. So we'll definitely touch upon that, and we'll try to get some, some guests to talk about those couple shows coming up. But, you know, that's all I have for you, DG. Well, sir, it's been another great pure gold where you focus on playoffs and a little bit of wrestling, a.k.a. Uh, sports soap opera. JB, you'd like to give us our sponsor for the evening? Yes, sir. Well, you know, the the good thing is that we were able to finish a show, and we didn't really touch upon the Mets, which I thought we'd have to get to, but thank God we didn't. It's 10.59, and we haven't talked really that much about the Mets, except when Kenny, you know, wants to mention that the Mets lost 6-1. Todd mentioned that, too. 
we will eventually have to get to them, DG, once the playoffs are over. <laughs> and that, yeah. my friend, is going to be horrible. I agree with folks, that, <laughs> Folks, Pure Gold tonight was brought to you by a live performance that Tenacious <laughs> T, one of our loyal listeners, is hosting on April 28th at 7 p.m. The international recording artist Ari Hest will be performing at the Bergen County Academies, 200 Hackensack Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey. Tickets can be purchased online at musicinspireshealth.eventbrite.com. When you buy your tickets online, they are only $5 for students, $7 for adults. If you choose to wait and buy your tickets at the day of the event, at the door, it will be $10. So, folks, check out this great live performance by international recording Ari Hest, sponsored and you know, all the work has been done by the Tenacious T, one of our loyal listeners. So please go out there and support her. DG? Well, folks, as always, we appreciate your, your listening in. Definitely check out the concert. I'd like to thank Fitz, our producer, Kelly, our board op. I'd like to thank Jose, our media director. I'd like to thank my partner, JB, co-host, of course, the one and only. I'd like to thank our callers, uh, Miss Shannon, who called in today, giving her us her insight. Kenny, another loyal Pure Gold lover, as it were, one of our biggest fans, one of our original callers, so we, we appreciate them both calling in. Um, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all the other good stuff. Check us out, puregoldpg.com. And, of course, our call-in number, if you'd like to ever call in, 714-364-4721. Remember to tune in tomorrow for a back-to-back and a belly-to-belly Pure Gold. For JB, this is DG of Pure Gold reminding you to always... Woo! Keep it PG. Good night, everyone.